It's episode 1102, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Um, you may be wondering, where was episode 1101? Well, the answer is, dear listener, uh, in the 11th hour, there was a major technical issue, and that episode is pretty much lost to the hard drives up in heaven. So, uh, sadly, we missed Tuesday's show, but here we're back uh, with <laughs> 1102. And uh, we'll make up for it. It'll be especially good. All right. Like I said, I'm Cameron. Uh, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Uh, Derek is out this week. So, so accepting the moniker of artist, producer, mogul is our newest cast member from L.A., right. Marty. Marty, what's going on? I don't know why I said my name again. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Marty, in the house. In I, the house. Marty, I, I think you should reply to yourself in the third person. You know? Just to see Marty in the house? To be one of those. Always like guys. a villain, like a villain off of uh, like James Bond. Like Goldfinger yeah. says no, you know, like one of those. Yeah. Party, Let's give it a shot. Party, yeah, no one would look at you yeah, Maybe it could work. Like it. I do sometimes. I do actually have like an old like like I refer to myself as old man Marty whenever yeah. like I just don't want to go out anywhere I'm like old man Marty's out you know and then for my wife I'm like Hurricane Jocelyn's out so everybody has like a nickname in my family like how did she you know, get, it's a category I, why, why are you get hurricane why are you old man because like old man Ebro is a famous you know hip hop you know BJ or yeah DJ. yeah yeah so I feel like I'm eventually gonna become old man Marty like rap wise because I just I. I don't like, I never enjoyed being in my 20s. Um, I just thought 20s are, they were okay. But now that I'm in my 30s, I'm 35, like 30s are so awesome. And like my body's normal. I don't have my hormones going crazy. I have adult money. I have, you know, like things change in your 30s, the best years of your life in your 30s. When you're 20s, you don't know what is going on. So I prefer being in my 30s. I, I, I don't want to be 25 again. I just can't do it. I, I also think like when a personality transcends a certain level, they can get away with calling themselves, you know, just like calling themselves by the third person. Like you, like you see it like an athlete, you know, like Floyd Metal Mayweather calls himself so like, you know, Floyd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, you know, Floyd Mayweather isn't taking the fight because Floyd Mayweather doesn't like that kind of fight. You just, if, I feel like if you just own it, yeah, people will true. accept it, you know, and they will put you yeah. in that elite. Um, category. Well, Marty's clearly cool, in the elite category. I'm not, I'm not that cool, but I will be using old man Marty. Uh, I'm just saying it now. I feel like in case somebody uses it, so we could just have this record. I could sue them later. Early, I just Boom. need to get. Yeah, that yeah, out. yeah. You've established yeah. it. Like it's just it's Spe- like mailing something early because when you mail it, it becomes copywritten. So you just you know. It's one so of those speak, speaking of elite level celebrity, the the there was recently the VMAs were on and two days ago. I yeah. I want to talk about this for a couple of reasons. One, I didn't realize the VMAs were still a thing. Like, because every time I've like, <laughs> you know, happened to like go by, is that all MTV does? It's just produce this okay. and, well, so and ridiculousness. It's and funny ridiculous. because like, yeah. I think for so like the last few years, truly no one's cared about the VMAs to the point where the fact that it was on a Tuesday night kind of seems like MTV was oh. like, I guess we got to keep this going. But it was actually pretty good. Like it was like shocking how it was. Pretty it was good. like I'm actually keeping up with this. This is fun. It was pretty good. So I don't know what like they Taylor did. Swift showed up. 
Yeah. Right? Like Taylor, she like she didn't have to. When she shows up, it made it a big deal. Like everyone was kind of excited. Like, okay, Ice Spice is here. Like, who cares? Um, but when she showed up, she makes it legitimate. So I will say that when I saw Taylor Swift, I was like, this makes the show legitimate. She's physically yeah. here. Well, it's funny too, because it's like, no offense to the VMAs, but like you want a VMA. Cool. Like it's just not like a bragging. Yeah. It's something we you brag about. So it is funny well, that Taylor Swift. Lil Wayne did like an old song when he performed, right? Like Lil Wayne did old songs from five years ago. Nicki did Itty Bitty Piggy. Like, uh, I was excited. Like, yeah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe this is just a cultural blind spot, but I grew up on MTV. Mm-hmm. Like when the VMAs, because like to your point, Emily, like winning the award was yeah. never that big a deal. It was just, it was just a big party, right? Just like the video music yeah. awards, right? And there was always you those know. shocking moments where somebody yeah. would kiss yeah. somebody or somebody, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was just that it was, an, it was basically like a, a, a raunchy version of like the Nickelodeon Kids <laughs> Choice Awards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. That was essentially what that's, it was. You might as well be that's slimy really people oddly up correct. there. It's kind of fun. Okay. I have a very hot take. It's like so hot off the press that it's probably going to get us in trouble if I say this out loud. Can I say this? Can I say this, Cam? Say it. Yeah, I think Doja Cat is awesome. Yeah. I love her. I know that every per, every Christian rapper, every Christian artist, like she's so demonic. Dude, That first off, the beat for Demons is very fire. I think she's the best female rapper, and I think from an artist level, she's incredible. I think she's actually, from an artist perspective. Now, the content is sketchy you know it's all demons and weird it's 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 take that part out but dude she performed at the uh vmas and she killed it even though she looked crazy she killed it her the people behind her look like carrie they're all covered in blood um you know and carrie does that little thing and Mm -hmm. the, the thing falls on her head so but i thought i thought she killed it i thought all the performers were good i thought lil wayne was out of place like why is he performing a song from 2018 but whatever um I thought it was a good show. I actually, enjoyed, I halfway through it though, I did fall asleep. I'm not gonna lie. It was very long, like way too yeah. long. It was very long. They yeah. really should. have many, I mean, and you know, Nikki's gonna win. You know, Nikki's gonna win, and you know, because she's hosting it, yeah. she's gonna win best rap. You know, it's gonna happen. I, I literally followed along on social media, but have no ability. I realized I have no ability to watch it. I don't have cable, so it's yeah. like well, it went on any of the streaming. I have cable, you know? and I still had to wait. Like until it until like three hours later to watch it, which was even weirder. Like, I because I'm on the West Coast, they made me wait for like the West Coast time for it, even though all the clips were out mm-hmm. and it was on TV already. It's kind of weird. That's I, funny. I still have questions though. <laughs> How many people work at MTV and do they just play in this all year? I think that's all they and do. like plan this like is all the, they do. Uh, they're like, doing I mean, the Jersey Shore family MTV? vacation reunion that's been going on for a couple seasons where they like brought back ridiculousness. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like they're just doing the old that, shows. That's all they have. Yeah. That in Jersey, yeah. Yeah, so so literally the 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 seven people the who work at MTV right now organized the challenge, which is like a six week run. Uh, I think know, that moved jersey. over to VH1. Actually, I think <laughs> yeah, the, the I challenge. Think so, some, I think it's I've seen Hulu. it in prime time. It's on like Hulu CBS. now. Like everything got yeah. moved to like other stations, but they still own it. It's yeah. But but I mean like the the seven eight people that work there do they just like seven or eight you know people. do they just schedule like the order of reruns of like ridiculousness yeah and then true. you know plan the VMAs once a year once a year do, I don't know that's if they it. do the video music awards but I do feel like listen even if they moved into like the streaming era back in the day when they had like TRL which was a live music countdown of basically like the top 10 songs in the country and you could you know I, I can't remember the construct if you could vote or yeah, you, the you vote, vote. Really yeah, even you matter vote. Carson Daly but but they would have 
but they would have like pop stars and celebrities just pop in and create drama. There was often drama, Always. and they would kind of. That show was made for the social media yeah, era. It was. Like, there's no reason. Like, if there was a TRL was that streamed every afternoon, that's what I'm saying. Like, if there was a version of that show that streamed live from Times Square every afternoon at like 4 5 o'clock, right? Where you had just pop stars and, and celebrities coming in to promote whatever and, you know, kind of dust up a little drama here and there and then play some music videos and, and just streamed it on, on Twitter or X or whatever platform. I'm telling you, people would watch and people would comment and vote right there. It was made it was. for it was made for this era. Like it was before its time. MTV's really missing You're a profit, out on something Jesse. here. You're a prophet. <laughs> MTV had had uh, TRL, and at the same time, BET had 106 and Park, and 106 and Park uh, is coming back. They announced that they're bringing it back. So it's like bring back TRL. They always find somebody, but, but to they're host basically it doing what's in and out of culture. Like just like they got in trouble, like a sex problem over there. But then they came back later on, and they're like, "Oh, let's resurrect their career with this." Like they were doing bad stuff and got sued, but now they're over here. Like that's the, the people they choose, you know. Like Dancing with the Stars level of yeah. you know celebrity is who's going <laughs> to looking like revitalize a career. I'll be honest. Before you said all that, yeah. my thought was like, "What's Nick Cannon doing?" Just he seems like he seems like the he could do it. I think he's got his hands full. He's the he's the black Ryan Seacrest. He does just as much forty jobs. Like they both own all of media. Like they're both. Does Ryan Seacrest have an army of children? That's the only thing they don't. He doesn't have twelve kids named Nick as well. So that's the issue. Like actually, one of Nick Cannon's kids' name is Powerful Queen, and I love that. I think it's so fun. It's named after his wife's uh, IG handle. So that's just Probably. crazy. You imagine being at the DMV and they call your name. Powerful <laughs> Queen. Queen. Cannon. Powerful anyway. Queen. <laughs> I love oh, it. Man. I love it. I think it's great. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to Corey Asbury. He uh, releases a brand new album today. Uh, so, of course, he kicks it off here on the show. Uh, we have uh, your feedback at the end of the show as well. But stay tuned. Up next, it's Relevant Buzz. Top down, cruising I-24. Got the ball working with a fresh 24 hours. Got it out the mud, had to let it grow. Was hauling on a couple grudges, had to let it go. Because if they knew I was going to stay down, they want some square with a stay round. I just you're listening to Derek Minor, international show, Osmond Benjamin and DJ Malski. This, uh, the song is Vibrations. I figure I'd play Derek in a break since he's not on the show today, you know? It'd be Derek. weird to play it if he was here. He's not gone. He's just, he had, <laughs> he's just not here. Conflict. Yeah, and it's not, it's not, it's not, not, not a situation. We're not I'm literally at the dentist as we speak right now. Like, that's the. <laughs> he was just texting me 10 minutes ago about some other stuff, and I was like, why are you texting me if you can't just jump on a mic and get on the podcast? He's actually at the TRL reboot. That's where he's at right now. <laughs> yeah. He's actually uh, with Carson Daly as we speak, and they are figuring that out. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. 
All right, it's time for Relevant Buzz. Tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week, Emily. Well, you know, summer's coming to an end, uh, but the writers and actors strike is not. So we thought it would be a good time to maybe do a little bit of an update on what's going on in Hollywood. Um, the writer strike, which began in May, and the actor strike, which began in July, are still going with just no end in sight. Like from the union, they are saying that they're not budging. Um, the SAG president, Fran Dresser, she said that they are financially prepared. They've financially prepared themselves for the next six months, at least, and they are in it to win it. Um, and so if you thought your favorite show or movie was coming in the fall, push that dream to the next spring, uh, at least, because it is not coming for a long time. Like a lot of productions have shut down or delayed, like, um, Stranger Things, Yellowstone, the next Mission Impossible installment, like all this stuff is being pushed back. Oh no, <laughs> not the next Mission Impossible. I know. I know. Well, should we? <laughs> Dead Reckoning Part Two. <laughs> no. Know, do we need to take a moment of silence to kind of grieve? Um, but, but but like no network shows are going to be. Yeah. Normally, right now, mid September would be when stuff starts. Now through mid October, and there's yeah. nothing. Huh? I'm personally upset because I really like Abbott Elementary, and I was looking for another fun season. Yeah, it's really the one that got hit. Yeah, that's the first one that got hit. I actually went to the oh. studio when, like, the first day of uh, of the writer strike, yeah. and they, you know, it's weird. It's weird to see like nobody on the, on this because in LA you could do the studio tours, so it's weird to see nobody like anywhere. Nobody's working. It's just like the people showing us the. Like the city. It's, Wait, so, so they're it's, still it's doing a, studio Abbott's, tours? Yeah, they are. Abbott's actually uh, filmed there. Yeah. And so you could see the whole school, the whole thing. And so we went there and there's like just nobody there. There's another. There's two other shows too. One's another high school show. And then one's about this guy who like sells socks. Like that's another show that is filmed on the studio. It's like Something Loves Somebody. It's one of those shows that nobody knows about, but it's like winning it's winning awards and stuff CBS. yeah the only yeah. studio tour i've ever done was uh at nickelodeon studios when it was in orlando oh, nice. yeah, and they a- they filmed clarissa explains it all and yeah and, and we got to walk as they were like shooting an episode we and would go walk through look at it, it was, i thought it was Did super cool ferguson yeah now I, I I'm not like optimistic to be honest that even after six months the either of these strikes are gonna be coming to any sort of resolution because it seems like a lot of what it's at play here is honestly beyond and it, and listen I'm no expert but I I've been trying to follow this reasonably closely yeah but it's like the whole business model of the industry Correct. has changed so dramatically that there just aren't you know the same sort of like residuals mm-hmm. that used to exist. Yeah. You know, like they're like syndication isn't really a thing anymore. Like no one kind of, you know, the 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 value that a series can bring to a streaming provider, which is the most, which is which is the way most people consume media these days. That value can't just be calculated in how many people yeah. watched it. You know what I mean? There's other ways to calculate the value that certain properties bring to streaming outlets that's beyond just volume of viewership. Like if you watch, if you look at like the top 10 in Netflix, assuming that that algorithm is truthful, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they own yeah. the data, they can put whatever they want in that top 10. 
you know, most of it is like, you know, random wildlife documentary or action movie that no one cared about when it was released in 2017 with Liam Neeson, but now it's new on Netflix. I just saw so it's in the nonstop. Top what the heck like, are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, but the deal is, you know, the shows that bring prestige and actually bring subscribers aren't necessarily the ones that bring the most viewers. And so how do you even calculate value that's supposed to kind of trickle down, you know, not to mention the whole AI thing. There just seems like so, the industry itself has, has changed very rapidly and it seems like, you know, executives and these, you know, two guilds are are having trouble figuring out how the how it even works anymore. Well, the 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 their contracts coming up this year is unfortunate for the actors and the writers because this year, if you remember 6 months ago, what was happening on on Max and whatever, they were taking all these shows off to and and why? It's because like Disney lost a billion dollars on their streaming platforms in the last year, a billion dollars. They lost it. And you know, Max was bleeding money. That's why they merged with discovery and they're trying to save costs and they're trying to cut content, all this kind of stuff. So it's like now the writers and actors contract is up and they're going, well, my show's getting sold to these other platforms. I should make money when it's sold or played. And the streamers are going, we lost a billion dollars this year. There's no profit to divvy up. Yeah. There's no profit to give you. So it's like the studios are literally at an impasse going, we don't have any more money. We're losing money. We got to cut costs, not raise them. And y'all are saying validly that I should be paid for my work in perpetuity. So it's like they're at an impasse. I agree with you, Jesse, that there's no, because there's no pot of gold to divide up. Well, everybody's losing money. Everybody. Well, so. And not and not only that, like you know, it, you, the model used to be you do a show and if it does well, you get money on the back end. But streamers just pay everybody yeah. up front and say, "Listen, here's what you want. Here's what we're going to pay you, whether it does poorly or whether it does well." Ryan Murphy got like, like a quarter billion dollars up front, and it shows no yeah, one really no one cared, cared about. You know what I mean? Like, it, but but that's they just they just said because there is no back anymore, we're just going to give you up front. But you know. I get why people want the old way. They want to get money on the back end and the front end. It's totally understandable. But like I said, it seems like the industry has changed and though that, that model just doesn't really You know who like got hit the to. worst? There's one person that got hit the worst, all right? And it's a friend of mine, someone I know. It's a girl by the name of Leslie Grace. Leslie Grace was Batgirl. She was Batgirl. Mm-hmm. They did the whole movie with her. They did a whole TV show. Uh, Brandon Fraser was the villain. She was set to win. She was on In the Heights. Uh, before that, she was in something else. Like She's been an actress. She's an amazing singer. She was Batgirl, and they canceled it so that they could use it as a tax write-off. That's where we are in the industry mm-hmm. right now. So her, she was Batgirl. Michael Keaton was in it. Brandon Fraser was the bad guy. Shout out to my friend Leslie. I am so sorry, and you deserve better than that. But that's that's some of the messed up. They oh. filmed for like years. She had to work out. This yeah. whole thing. The producers talked yesterday. They saw the Flash, and they were like, "We were supposed to be in the Flash. Now it looks like a mess. Like the whole movie is kind of weird." So, man, shout out to the. And then also another thing is like you know that like the Marvels is coming out. Mm-hmm. Like in a couple weeks, like they're they're not making trailers for it right now. They're not making trailers for the Equalizer. You know, like the movie I saw a couple weeks ago. It's like how people make like I don't even know movies are coming out. It's kind of crazy. There's nothing being promoted. That's what's happening on the strike, and they want one or two percent. That's all they're asking yeah. for: one percent, one point something. Yeah, it's I'm crazy. about to start yeah. protesting with them but. outside in L.A. in front of Disney World. Seriously. <laughs> 
there's a whole Disney studio and they're all protesting. And last time I was out there, I saw Liam Neeson, Jesse, he was out there. Um, he's very tall and he always pees in his pants. He was taking care you know of about business. That? You he know was... about how he always pees in his pants? What? What? Did you hold this on? Is, Do you guys know that me. Google? If you guys on your own personal Google Liam Neeson pees in pants whenever he's in public, I'm not he pees on himself. That. I don't I'm know why. Right now. It's a real thing. That's gonna mess up it's my a, algorithm. Yeah, I know. It's my my poc, my uh, accountability blocker went through the roof. But um, if you Google that, it's a whole thing with Liam Neeson. It, does he have a, like a medical? I don't, people okay, don't know. People, the the wrote, jury's still out. Liam Neeson, and I put the letter P, and it filled in pees okay, his pants. I'm told, I'm trying to put That's you guys on to something like right now. Condition? Right now, I'm so sorry. I'm corrupting the viewers of relevant podcasts. This is the best podcast in the world. But you also have to know about this. It's, it's a fact of pop culture. <gasps> There's a YouTube video. I'm not watching this is a crazy. YouTube video. <laughs> but a here's YouTube question. Talk about it. Here's the question. Fun of him. Does that make you want to watch it, Emily? But but here's my question: Is it one? Was it just no, one? No, it bad was day? like thirty no, pictures of him. Watching and, YouTube and videos of him. Thirty. Yeah, there's a YouTube video that's just cycling through them all right now. I'm gonna <laughs> he might have that. a medical condition. We're not a hundred percent. He gets drunk and he just it goes at it. And so that's that's like, like a the star thing is you, born. Yeah, he's just out walking around talking to people with pictures of him, like holding people, babies. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyway, so I want to see him over there in Disney Studios, and let's take a photo. And can I be honest? That makes him even more fearsome (laughs) because if there's one per, I don't want to fight Liam Neeson. I don't want to fight anybody. I'll tell you who I definitely don't want to fight. Someone with soiled yeah, pants. And doesn't care about me. it. Like, that and makes him care. even more fierce. He doesn't care. Look at these pictures. He's just walking around in broad daylight. This is our clip that if we cut this really quick, we'd go viral really quick. Because I think people need to know about this. They don't know about this. It's a mess. <laughs> can, I, can I be honest? I'm yes. kind of more curious about the YouTuber <laughs> who uh, has been consistently posting videos uh, in addition to this Liam Neeson pieces pants that uh, that are 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 seemingly unconnected by anything, like he has a compilation from seven years ago of Liam Neeson peeing his pants. Yes, but up until seven months ago, he's been pretty consistently posting completely random videos on 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 YouTube. We have rally yeah, drift it's compilation. Weird. It's a weird one. We. We have Donald Fegan killed by gorillas. Now this. <laughs> Apparently a news story about uh, someone who was killed yeah. by gorillas three years ago. Um, that appears to be ripped from the Now This channel. We have Peter Griffin, Funny Trip, which is only 14 <laughs> seconds long. Like, it doesn't seem like clickbaity enough that it's just someone regurgitating videos because it seems like almost no effort was put into any of it's these like titles. AI made it almost. They're most... Yeah, it is like AI made it, but again, he's been doing this for over a decade. The Liam Neeson P his pants compilation is just one of many seemingly completely unconnected videos. Yeah, and it's it's also behind the Gambler song. It's behind Kenny Rogers' The Gambler song, so that makes it even more random. No, it's Pete Townsend's Let My Love Open the Door. TV themes and, with and, legendary burrito married with children. That was one of the videos. He's that got more it views than I do. His, ca- his caption. His caption says "Rest in peace." You <laughs> know the peas. worst part about this Early video, Neeson. Cam, is that there's more photos that I've seen. Like this is just the. There <laughs> oh, is no. so much more. Like these aren't even the ones that I've seen. Like I, these are new. Okay. Hold, so hold what's on. the latest <laughs> on the strike, Emily? <laughs> hold on. Yeah, <laughs> YouTuber's bio. This YouTuber's bio. On yes. their site for uh-huh. about is simply the words "my dad died." Oh my god! Oh my goodness. 
<laughs> Very odd. Yeah, that's that's more. This is more interesting to me than Liam Neeson thing. Okay, sorry, Emily. Yeah, bringing it back to the strike, we do have one update that things are somewhat moving forward. Not necessarily with the strike, but um, this week it was announced that uh, daytime talk. Uh, daytime talk show, specifically Drew Barrymore, she was kind of the first one to say it, uh, she's going to be coming back with their show, um, and there's a lot of daytime television that's coming back, um, and obviously a lot of the strike is upset about it because, you know, like they're ho- they're hoping to hold out to get money and stuff, but um, no, Drew said that they're moving forward. But it's not just Drew, it's like yeah, seven a bunch, shows. But- a bunch, except for Kelly Clarkson. I do want to clarify that. My girl's holding strong. But um, <laughs> it is interesting because Drew said that she was still going to be compliant and not talk about films or shows with actors that come on. So I just want to know, what is the talk show going to talk about? Because if you're not going to talk about movies or shows, like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> well, and two, the crazy thing we were talking yesterday is like, okay, if one or two shows, like like Live with Kelly never went off air. They don't use union writers. So they've, they've been broadcasting this whole time. I think the the talk did too or something like that, maybe The View. Yeah. Um, but now all these other talk shows are all coming back. They're all like debuting next week. And, and I'm sitting there going, what celebrities, they don't have anything to promote, so all those interview segments kind of evaporate. I mean, there's like seven shows filling an hour a day or two hours a day. So think about it. They have to do other stuff like segments, like cooking demonstrations, things that you need writers for. Yeah, so it's like, because I don't have the, inter- the interviews, what do you do? Here's my, here's my take. <laughs> yeah. Good. Like... I, make them more like podcasts, not like, all right, oh, here, here we got uh, uh, Tom Cruise on the show talking about Mission Impossible. Uh, hey, listen, you're not going to believe what happened to him at the airport. Funny story with his luggage. Go ahead, Tom. Tell it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, these manufactured that. things that lead into now let's see a clip. Maybe it's just them talking like normal people, That'd which is great. actually, in my opinion, going to be way more interesting to listen to. Like, you know what I mean? Like get their thoughts on you know, other things in the world other than just something that they're being paid to promote, I'm actually here for it. I actually think maybe it'll usher in an era of, uh, because if you watch, I had like a late night rerun of like Jimmy Kimmel on last night. It was painful. Like the interviews Mm. are terrible. Even Fallon, when he's playing some dumb beer pong, giant hand slap game. I mean, it's funny every once in a while, but mostly it's just wackiness. Mm. Like let's, let's have people sit down for like, eight to 10 minutes and just kind of talk, you know, like I, I'd be more inclined to watch that. I think. All right. Uh, what's next? Um, yeah, well that's, what's all going on in Hollywood, but let's talk about some common folk things that we can all relate to. Uh, okay. Really quick. If I asked you how many millennials, which are adults between the ages of 27 and 40, how many millennials are currently living at home with their parents? What percentage would you say? I think, I think 42, 42 year olds. It's 1980s. Oh, the end of the okay. Yeah. 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 Even 43. Yeah. What, what's the question? Me, so, I'm going to, I'm going to say in this, I'm going to say in the high, I'm going to say in the fifties. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're saying half of millennials in their thirties, early forties are living yeah. at home. <laughs> I'm going to, so. I'm going to say it's 42%. I'm say the only reason being is, that's what I thought you were suggesting camera. It was just a very specific <laughs> guess. And in my head, like, 42% <laughs> sounds pretty good. Okay. Well, you guys have ruined her bit because (laughs) it's not that high. Um, It is high. So I think we think it's high. Twenty eight percent of millennials live in their childhood home. In their childhood home. I just can't believe that. Like thirty eight year old grown ups, a quarter of them, one out of four, are living with their parents. That's crazy. Yeah. 
it's and obviously you know there's a lot of reasons most of it comes down to money some said that they were living with their parents to save up for their own house some are paying off student debt some are searching for jobs um some of it's just like convenience they have a lot of kids and their parents are helping them out um but what's interesting is 85% of people surveyed said that there's like nothing wrong with living with your parents, but still 30% were embarrassed about it. I feel sad for them. There's no, there's no reason to be. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I think mean, that's amazing. I, you don't have to pay bills. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, look, so look at good. like Europe and the Mediterranean. They have like six generations in one house. They just never move. That's the family house. Yeah. Like that's where you grew up. That's where your kids are going to grow up. That's just how it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. In fact, when I was moving houses one time, <laughs> between houses, I had to move in with my parents for a couple months. I'm not gonna lie, it was awesome. I didn't worry about anything. Like, you know, it was it. And I wasn't going to break their rules. I wanted to go to bed early. I had work the next day. It wasn't like when I was a kid. It was great. It was, I love me. There was a pantry full it. of snacks. My mom was making dinner. I had full-time babysitters, whatever I want for my kids. My dad was always written cool movies and stuff. Like, it was great. I get it. There's no shame, man. If you live at home, live at home, Dude, man. There is no shame. I want people to know that. You could do... Listen... Being at your parents' house, it's not easy to do, so I don't want to make a joke of it because some people, like, you know, it's sensitive subject. I get it. But, dude, just embrace it. Who cares? I mean, like, embrace I it. I mean, I sensitive. get it. Everything is so expensive right now. Everything is crazy. Everything in life is, that's life. It's hard. But you know what? A lot of people in California, they live with their family, and then they get the leg up, and then they buy it. So, like, in the neighborhoods here... Families will move in, so you have like two families living together. Eventually, one will work, then buy the next house, and so like whole neighborhoods in California are owned by families that literally will like sponsor family and give them the next house. And so, um, yeah, that's a big thing out here, I, especially in the Asian community mm-hmm. and the I, and the. I would sneak things on the grocery list just to see, <laughs> just to push it. Hey, mom, are you going to the grocery store? I was thinking maybe cocoa puffs, yeah. you know, and like it was just like stuff. I'm not going to go buy that on my own, but if my if, <laughs> if my, my parents are paying, if for I'm it. under their roof, I might as well shoot my shot here. Yeah. I will say, so I was in Dallas a few weeks ago, Dallas. and I was telling a friend like I was excited to go home see my family. I did say out loud, I'm also excited because I don't have to buy groceries for the week and my mom's going to buy really good groceries and she did mm-hmm. and even I didn't even tell her she bought me my favorite snack when she went like after she because I surprised them so like once she knew I was there she went out and got my favorite snacks and I was like why don't I come home more often like I'll this is actually really <laughs> enjoyable you're right it is different yeah. as an adult cook your favorite foods yeah. Yeah. cook your favorite foods you know like that's awesome it's it's there's not a lot of downside yeah uh it is just no electricity you're gonna pay for i think it's just interesting because i try to think about like how many people do i know that are living with their family and like saying one in four millennials that seems high but you're like i mean yeah there's no doesn't seem to be a downside so what we're saying is don't pursue anything go move back in with your parents life's better don't pursue anything (laughs) i don't know just, it, just, it was just like, live, uh, it, live your life. But, but because the other side of the coin, sorry, and I'll stop ranting. But the other side of the coin is like that. There was a woman this week who, uh, I think she was twenty nine years old, and she was posting about her Saturday <gasps> afternoon yes. as like a a single twenty something that didn't have kids, and she was just having kind of a breezy afternoon. She went out to Taylor Swift the night before. She was going to hang out Beyonce, and make food, yes. and yeah, or yeah, Beyonce concert. She was going to make you know some sort of sushi rolls and, and watch and, and, and run back some Netflix and all these people were giving her such a hard time and in my mind and it just brought it up when it was, when Marty you kind of said offhandedly like hang out and you know do nothing 
and and all these it was particularly like you know kind of angry kind of conservative leading people like this is what's wrong with young people today they they, they aren't out starting fan and i'm like if only there was one other example of someone who at 29 years old hadn't really started their gig yet uh didn't have his own place and had no kids and really no romantic uh, prospects and mostly spent time just hanging out with 12 of his buds. I wish there was just an example of one person like hey, come on, Jesse. that we could point to to show that, hey, maybe this isn't so bad. You know what I'm saying? You're like, talking about Elon Musk, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesse, that's the most like youth pastor you've ever sounded, but I love it. But it was yeah, true. It did. was true. Like Everyone's like giving this, this young woman such a hard time when I'm like, Jesus didn't even start his ministry till 30. He didn't even start it. Yeah. Like, it, it was so unnotable that the writers of the Bible who wrote genealogies for chapters at a time didn't even make one note about what he was doing in his 20s because it probably wasn't all that exciting. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was just... Sorry. Sorry. Rant over. No, that's the right rant we Have need to be having. grace on yourself, 20-something. Yeah. Give yourself some grace, man. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What's the last thing, Emily? <laughs> uh, yeah. Last thing we want to end it on um, is Sufjan Stevens. He has a new album coming out in October. And so he's been dropping a few songs um, and he just put out a new song this week called Will Anybody Ever Love Me? We have a sip of it right now. Wash me now. It's a it's a little so, slower, it's like a little trippier. The worst part of the song too. <laughs> that was the chorus. <laughs> I was I, that was the chorus. Oh Dude, man, he always, he always throws me off with that. Can, can that's I, what I'm saying. I, like I'm going. I, listen, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just imagine now we're in Times Square. Okay, it's Friday afternoon. It is popping oh out God. there. We got Busta Rhymes in the studio. We got like Doja Cat. We got you know Taylor Mariah Swift, Carey. and then you got Sufjan Singh Stevens coming in doing his weepy thing. Everyone's watching. Mm-hmm. Everyone's watching. <laughs> Bring it back, MTV. That's how Incubus did it back in the day. All right, that'll do it uh, for. Uh, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com every weekday where we're covering the intersection of faith, culture, and everything in between. Thanks, Emily. All right, stay tuned. Up next, Corey Asbury joins us. to Bakar. The song is I'm Done. I love Bakar. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com.
Well, our guest today is Corey Asbury. Uh, you know him as the guy behind one of the biggest worship songs in the last decade, Reckless Love. But today he is releasing his brand new album, Pioneer. It is a major shift for him. It's not worship music. It is a pivot toward country, Americana. I don't know, country, very country. Yeah, it's country. Well, we sat down with Corey to find out why he's uh, ventured in this new direction. And also at the end, how he uses TikTok to show a different side of himself. Here's our conversation with Corey Asbury. You're broken Anyone who says they're not is lying Maybe we all got too good at hiding You never did the things they said you should I'm sorry you were so misunderstood. Well, after a few years away, you're coming back as a country artist. What made you want to shift to country music? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I love organic instruments. You know, I love guitars. I love all stringed instruments. I think they're beautiful. Like there's something so special about actually playing the instruments. And I think so much of our music is processed. It's uh, it synthesizers, it's keyboards, it's all these digital sort of sounds and samples. And when I go to a show, like I want to hear people play instruments. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear a bunch of tracks. I don't want to hear the keyboard pressing a button and book a book. Like that's me personally. That's my own. Uh, it's my own preference. And and I grew up listening to that kind of music. And you know, and even in North Carolina, there's a very sort of country vibe and, and influence where it's like bluegrass is big and I remember I found a Nickel Creek uh, CD I don't know if you know who they are but they're like a yeah I really like their music it's like very kind of bluegrassy fiddles and um, you know mandolins and all that kind of stuff and I found one of their CDs in a Dairy Queen parking lot when I was like 12 years old and I was like I don't know what this is I'll pop it in the in the, in the CD player you know back then we had CD players and I was like, dude, this is amazing. And, and I think I fell in love with that sound, but it, it felt like in Christian music, when I first started making music, you sort of had to do a very specific sound and style, a lot of pads, a lot of soundscapes, a lot of like, you know, you go to church, you hear that sound. Dude, I'm so tired of that sound. Like I am so over that flipping sound. Um, I never want to hear a pad again, ever in my whole life. If I never heard a pad again, I would be so happy. Um, I love real music and, and you're right. Like living in Nashville, you, you have access to so many incredible musicians and, um, like there's these instruments that just bring such emotion. And like, I think of lap steel like that, like it's, it's this sound where you're like, Oh, it's, it, it sounds like someone crying or like, there's such um, evocative sort of emotional something unquantifiable to it. And I just, I came back to it and I was like, man, I, I love this kind of music. Like, I wonder if we produce this record more along those lines, like, and everyone's saying like, you know, on social media, country, country Corey and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's not fully in that lane. And, and even if it was, I wouldn't mind. But I think the beauty of that kind of music, and I, I do, I pretty much only listen to country music um, and have for a lot of years. So that definitely influences things. 
Um, but being in Nashville didn't help that penchant for sure. Um, I think if anything, it made me want to go after it more, but it was just like, it felt like it fit the music because, or the, the songs rather, because the songs are very um, story driven. They're very narrative driven. And, um, you know, the I think the tradition of country music is that, like it's, it's narrative driven. You're telling a story, you're bringing the listener in and hopefully you're, you're giving them a lesson through this story, whether it's you're talking about someone else or yourself. Like, there's something cool to that. And I think the music just came around it in, in a really beautiful way. And uh, I, I'm very happy with how it is. And I'm very happy that it kind of has a bit of a country um, lean to it. In return, all he's ever been is Yeah, I, I have seen people call you Country Corey, which I think is funny. But I do think that <laughs> when people think of country, I, I know country enough to know that there's kind of, even within country, there's almost different sounds and genres. Like you mentioned bluegrass. Um, yeah. but you could also have, there's more like a singer-songwriter, there's more pop, like different sounds. Mm-hmm. What would, if you had to define like the sound on the album, how would you describe like the country influence? <laughs> that's so tough like it, it's very singer songwriter with a with a country americana lean is, is what i would say um and and that's tough because then you feel like you're stuck in a certain thing and like yeah it's not it's not so much like straight down the middle country as it would be like um it's it's definitely more singer songwriter e ish if you will um but yeah with some with some country leaning elements with some pedal steel with some um some of that kind of stuff incorporated and yeah to me country is just like it's the tradition of songwriting and i think what's happened lately is like you've got your like bro country where it's like let's just talk about trucks and beer and like throw a couple of little fiddles in there or something and oh it's country now i'm like that ain't country music like y'all know like that ain't country music um and i might get hated on for that but whatever it doesn't matter you get what i'm saying like there's country country and then there's like kind of broed out beer truck country music that i'm like dude that's not that's not it and every single road i take these right back to this place only Jesus for my pain And every time I try to run His kindness called my name You'd think that I'd have learned by now Only Jesus for my pain Only Jesus knows the questions The things I'm scared to say Only Jesus holds the answers to the troubles I can face And every single road I take Leads right back to this place Only Jesus for my pain I do very briefly want to go back to something we mentioned, which was social media, um, because I gotta say, I love your TikToks. I think they're very funny. Um, <laughs> and it seems like you're having a lot of fun with them. What do you like about social media like in making those videos 
Yeah, I think they're all different animals. You know, Instagram is different from Facebook. Is from different is different from TikTok. You know, and and I think you have to know the demographic for each. Like if I posted the stuff on Facebook that I posted on TikTok, people would be like, "What is this?" And they would unfollow. You know, and I'm great with that. Whatever. Um, I think there's something to the rawness of TikTok that that appeals to me um and then i think that appeals to a lot of young people because like we talked about earlier no one wants the the beat you know they're the i can't say bs can i no one wants the like the the fake veneer you know like everyone wants it real like say how it is say it honest and that's the beauty of tiktok is like it doesn't have to look cool it doesn't have to feel cool it doesn't have to be all instagramified with your pretty whites and you're like you know you know what i'm saying like it just is what it is, and there's something raw to that, and I think that fits sort of my um, personality, really. Like, I'm just gonna say it to you how it is, and if that hurts your feelings, I'm sorry, um, but I'm just gonna say how it is. And they just, they fall in line for me. Like, they just, it just makes sense. Um, and I think people, people just want real right now. They don't, they don't want you to fake something. They don't want you to fabricate something. And I think that's the beauty of it. That's especially TikTok is just like, say it how it is, man. And, and, and use humor, which I think comedy is created to, to be a, a social commentary, honestly. Like you think of like the court jesters back in the day, like it was literally their job to poke fun at stuff and then to bring social change because of it. You know what I mean? Like that was their job. Like that's, <laughs> that's what they were created to do. And the king would go, okay, you're right. You're poking fun at the poor for this and you're poking fun at the rich for this. I might make a few changes here. And they were allowed to say it as plainly as they wanted using humor. And for some reason, you know, that that's just the way it was. And I don't know, it's fun. Like there's, there's something to that, creating a social commentary and kind of being able to say, this and that about different things and um, have people receive it because I'm not railing against something. You know, I'm not screaming and yelling. I'm not cussing. I'm not freaking out. I'm just kind of going, this is sort of funny the way this is, huh? You know, and people are like, yeah, it kind of is like that. I never thought about that. You know, I don't know. It's I, I enjoy it. is the same Yeah, the promise is the same Yeah, the promise is the same That was Corey Asbury. Make sure to check out his new album, Pioneer. It's out today. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback. listening to turnstile bad bad not good and blood orange the song is alien love call alien love call that's not a real all song. right it's time it is a real song <laughs> it just played alien love call 
Yeah. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. All right. It's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, what do we, uh, what we got talking about? Weird, oh, we were talking scripture. about the latest oh, update yeah. on um, Passion of the Christ. I will what yep. electric boogaloo okay. what are so we calling good. it these days this is such a great episode Passion of the christ 2 electric boogaloo yeah. yeah and we got talking about like okay we keep hearing the same bible stories you know on these on the movies so there's a lot of other content in the bible what and so we asked you what uh bible stories do you think should be made into a movie uh you hit us up on twitter slash x and on threads at relevant podcast here's a few of our favorites uh, dj zim 35 which i'm interested to hear his tunes here <laughs> Um, he said, Samson. maybe his name is just DJ though. Maybe it's not maybe. like, I, yeah. I no, hope he's a DJ. He's DJs. Yeah. I hope he's not just a DJ. He's DJ Zim 35. Um, uh, Samson, uh, I, <laughs> he said he's written, uh, a hundred page, 110 page script for it. There's been a couple of them, uh, you know, but the most recent was pretty, was pretty poor. Listen, it would be a dope action scene because doesn't he kill like a few hundred guys with a, like a donkey's jaw mm-hmm. or something? Yeah, a, he does. A, a, yeah. yeah, donkey's jaw. Like that would be like a Zack Snyder. I could see his remake of that, three hundred style. You know, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Could, I could I could say this with a hundred percent certainty. The people who responded to this question have no idea about the music industry about the movie industry. These choices are rough. <laughs> <laughs> He's tro- the, who said the Ethiopian eunuch? Who, what Alex story is Garza. that? Alex Garza. What story it's is the that? First, guys? What story it's is the, the first conversion? Or if, right? Isn't it like the first conversion post Christ returning? I think something like that. Ah, we need no to get a Bible scholar that. on. We here. want to know about David and Goliath. Okay, I we want was, the rock real quick as Goliath. I do want to go back to DJ Zim though, because you can't just say you've written a feature length, one hundred and ten page script, and not send a link. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I know. now I need to I'm read the script to see, is it really... DM Agent Michael Scarn. Michael Scarn. Yeah. <laughs> Scarn. I immediately went to Michael Scarn. <laughs> Who yeah. would you cast You're as such Obviously, DJ Zim's casting himself. <laughs> <laughs> he casted himself Good. as Samson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I, because I, otherwise, I feel like it's going to be like a Jason Momoa. And he's just everywhere. But I feel like think? Jason Momoa is probably our culture, Samson. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. probably. What do you think would be the worst story? Like, what's the worst movie they could really make as a Christian that they haven't already? But what's the worst thing? Like the worst Bible um, story? There's probably so many stories. <laughs> yeah, there's pretty tough Bible stories where people really suffered. I think that's the question. I would that's say the like, one we got to make. I would say like one of like the less glamorous miracles, like the fishing ones. You know, yeah, like just that's a, his just, only experience he had. Yeah, like, yeah, he had a great I don't know that Jesus. I know about the fishing. He duplicated <laughs> yeah, yeah. the. I'm surprised now, no one Douglas, did like um, one of the old prophets, like which I always get them mixed up. Um, but the one that sent the bear to attack the kids. Which one is that? Is that Elijah or Elisha? Elijah. Elijah. Yeah, Elijah okay. Right? Yeah, because like, yeah, he got on. made fun of for being bald. 
That's that's a great one. We already had Cocaine Bear, so though. like that's a short film. Cocaine Bear, just make it Christian. That's kind of like what we're sequel. doing. Prequel, a prequel to Cocaine it's Bear. MTV short. <laughs> it's MTV short though. It's kind of a like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, Douglas King said, Esther. I thought there was a couple Esther movies. There is. Maybe I'm wrong. There it's supposed is. to be Maybe. good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why well, all I'm thinking about is the Veggie Tales Esther one. Isn't there a Veggie Tales Esther? Yes. Yeah. There is. There I want to see mom, a Veggie. My mom. Sorry, my mom texted me last night. True story. She was like, "Have you seen Chosen yet? What is Chosen? The Chosen. It's okay. What is the? It's chosen? a television it like a series <laughs> about Jesus and like the life of the disciples. But it's where, where do you watch it? You can watch it. It's everywhere. They have an you app. Can watch they it have on, Amazon Prime. Um, I think you watch free. it on Peacock. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peacock. It's, 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 it's airing right now every Sunday night on the CW on broadcast. Yeah, are we um, for real? Yeah, on yeah. CW after Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale's over. Uh, no, 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 no. It, it replaced Riverdale and it tripled its ratings. No so. way, man! Christians, let me tell you something. Christians will show out every single time. Shout out to the Christians. <laughs> yeah, the Chosen has been a huge success. Yeah, huge. Wow. All right. That's incredible. Um, okay, so it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. So uh, we were talking about the writer strike. You know, Hollywood needs some some new juice, and we were talking about TRL, and it got us thinking. What other shows? We've asked this in the past, but what what shows from our childhood? What shows from the past do you think should be brought back, rebooted, rebooted, updated? You know, like One Hundred Six and Park. It's coming back. So what shows do you miss that you'd love to see Hollywood uh, take another stab at? Now, now the question I have is, Jesse, should, is, it, is it we want to see a dark remake like they did with Fresh Prince on Peacock? Mm-hmm. You know, when it was like, or are you saying, I just want to bring back Alf? Because Alf is coming back, actually. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is I would behind re- it. I know, I know. But I, here's, here's the thing. They should have made Alf dark and scary and not love because the reason people watch I think I think the maker and I'm not I haven't watched the Fresh Prince reboot I know it's a pretty good story of the the person who made a trailer but it's like the reason people watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air is because they had the most charming funny personality on TV lead the show like no one was watching for the plot about Carlton getting bullied in the in the basketball locker room and Will and 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 jazzy jeff coming to have show he's actually cool or what no one's watching for that right they're watching because will smith was hilarious right mm-hmm. like that that was the reason so i kind of feel like they lost the plot of it. however alf if you think about this a family is harboring like an alien that eats <laughs> pets and that, eats that, that, yeah. that that they are afraid of exposing because the family could be in danger listen we're we're a peak alien right now they are really missing an opportunity to do something creepy with alf it doesn't need to be a comedy it's no laughing matter anymore okay people are really you know all spun up about alien stuff it's not a joke. Lean into the scary elf. I'd watch it. That's way more interesting to me than a funny alien puppet elf. We've been there. See, when I, like I think about shows I want rebooted, I do think about like the dumb reality shows of the 2000s. Yeah. That I think like That's my head went to. I want to see Next. Do y'all remember like Next life? on MTV? Oh my oh, gosh. Next. You just, Emily, got, oh, <laughs> yeah. just took my answer. I was thinking they get the off the thing. bus. Yeah, they yeah. get off the bus Emily, and immediately that was Next. That one. Vicious. And, or yeah, Parental Control. That one was insane. Yeah. Like, I love yes. to see people's lives in jeopardy on uh, True Life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, True Life, like, you know, I'm in debt because I bought Bitcoin. Like, that's the type of stories that I want to start 
seeing like new, new stories now of just yeah. turmoil. Why are you at your parents' or, house again? Oh, you bought a hundred thousand of Bitcoin. That's what we. Or just know. like a where are they now? Because I need to know where all the contestants on Next are now. I need to know where the people who yeah. are on True Life. What are they doing now? That's what I need. Cribs. Do they still own the crib? Who yeah. owns that By crib the, now? The, great call with Next and parental control. <laughs> Two like Hallmark cringe dating shows. But then I would also say like we, we've become far too ethical as as like. Remember, like Joe Millionaire, where's the dating show? The whole contract. I mean, was, I love that. Hey, okay, to, but there's shows or, or like, like Joe or dating something? Prince Harry or whatever, it where it's like it's. That's what I'm saying. Like, bring back the unethical dating shows. No one's making you watch them. You know, like Netflix has cornered the market, but it's too nice. It's well, too. Well, I don't know. know there's this. some like there's the show, The Ultimatum, where they literally come on and are like, "If you don't marry me, I'm leaving you." Like that's kind of like, oh, okay, let's maybe have some yeah, couples fine, therapy. But, the one though, there's what's the one where it's like. They have the masks on, or like they're just as like furries or something like that. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. the animal one. Yeah, like so it's like that, and people were like trashing it, being like that's so weird. And I'm like, no, that's what I want. Like, I yeah. want like insane people who are like, I'm yeah. willing to do anything for love, even embarrass the crap out of myself. That's what I want. So I think we need to bring that back. I love I like that it. episode of uh, of of that show where they mask and they're dating and the guy's just happy to not get chosen because he saw her outside the mask. <laughs> and you seen that episode? He sees her and he's like, "Thank God she didn't choose me." Like he's like jumping with joy and she's like, "Why are you happy?" And he's like, "I just don't think that we're gonna work out together." Like he's just that's the type of level of cringe I need to see. Yeah. All right. Hit us up on Twitter slash X at Relevant Podcast and tell us your show recommendations that you want to see come back. We'll read our favorites on next week's show. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Corey Asbury for joining us today. Make sure to uh, check out his new album, Pioneer. came out today. Uh, also, follow him on TikTok. It's a good follow. It's a lot of fun. Uh, a couple updates. Make sure to go check out our summer issue of Relevant. I know summer's wrapping up. So is the issue. Uh, we got a great cover story with Lauren Daigle. We have Christine Kane, Judah and Chelsea Smith, Andy Grammer, Drew Holcomb, Naomi Rain, so much more. It's all available for free. Just click on the magazine tab right there at relevantmagazine.com. Also, while you're there, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. It is our ad-free premium uh, subscription where you get to experience ad-free versions of this podcast, an exclusive subscriber podcast, ad-free unlimited reading at the website, and an enhanced, beautiful digital edition of the magazine. Uh, all the plans start as low as $250 a month, and it's the best way to experience our content. Go check it out. Um, we are also hiring. If you want to check out our latest uh, openings, check out relevantmediagroup.com. That's our corporate site. And if you like the music you hear on this podcast, make sure to check out our Heard on the Relevant Podcast playlist over on Spotify. We've got a couple other play- playlists there as well that you should check out. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com
let's let's have people sit down for like eight to ten minutes and just kind of talk. Relevant Podcast Network.